0: The following opinions and ideas are that of the host and/or contributors of the Eat This podcast, and are for the purposes of general information and entertainment only, and do not necessarily reflect the thoughts or ideas of the distributor.
1: Anyway, we talk about we talk about digestion, we talk about bacteria, right? And just there's so much that goes on in the mouth. I think I might I might wow you with a thing or two today. You never know. Sweet. Or you might go "Ah, meridians. I know what they are.
0: Meridian. (laughs) an insurance company
1: (laughs) see there we go
0: (laughs) (music) broadcasting from her closet high above the streets of toronto this is eat this with leanne Here's your host, Leanne Philipson.
1: Where does it all begin? You might think that it's on your plate, or maybe on your fork, but I'm gonna say it all starts with your mouth. What on earth am I talking about? I'm talking about digestion. If you've heard me speak before, you know that I have a love of and really tend to focus on gut health because of its importance and its impact for overall health. While you might be picturing a messy hose like of intestines or even your bathroom habits, as I say digestion, how about we start at the top of this long tube that goes from your mouth all the way through the body and out the other end? But rather than talking about what happens further down the tract, as I've done in many previous episodes, let's talk about what's happening in your mouth and the impact that it has on your health. I believe that this is where the food journey begins, from taste to temperature and foods. Oh, the aroma that just wakes up your senses. The ecosystem of good and bad bacteria. The approximate 32 teeth, well, adult teeth, with or without mercury fillings. The skin that surrounds your teeth. Well, you know, that's called your gums. And all those nerves that you feel as you chomp down on ice cream. Is that what you do, Chris? You bite it?
0: (laughs) Yes, I, I rarely lick ice cream. Rarely.
1: <laughs> Seriously?
0: If I, yeah, if I'm trying not to seem like an absolute pig, so if I'm in company <laughs> you know, in good company or or with people who don't know me all that well, then I tend to hold back.
1: I thought of you as I wrote that bit thinking, I wonder if he chomps at his, you know, how does his his teeth feel? Does he get brain freeze or
0: whatever? It's not, and it's not my fault. If it was my brain making the decision, then it would all be fine, but it's not. I swear I have a second mind or thought or brain in my stomach.
1: You know, I have talked about the, the gut-brain access access before. You just have a different version.
0: Oh, okay. Well, as long as there's a medical reason for it.
1: <laughs> Yours is based on ice cream. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, if there was a supplement I could take instead of eating all that ice cream, then I'm in. But can you get a chocolate chip cookie dough supplement? I don't know.
1: Nah, 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 nah. Uh, just eat um, the damn thing, but just do it all the time. Then I'll ice cream. <laughs> that's when he hurts. <laughs> all right, all right, let's get back at it. All right, then what about that pain? Have you ever had a sinus infection and you think, oh my God, what's wrong with my teeth? It really can hurt a lot. Then let's not forget about also your tongue, your taste buds, and then all the saliva that's in there. There is a lot going on in your mouth that needs your attention. Even if you think that it's all fine and dandy, well, I'm here to illuminate you on a bunch of reasons why that may not be. Oral health is not so high on the list of discussions to have as you think about your overall health or anything that really happens in your mouth, further to what you just got stuck in your teeth. But all that's going on is your mouth is honestly so associated with so many health conditions that even as I was Researching this, a few of them blew my mind. Obesity, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, rheumatoid arthritis, autoimmune disease, inflammatory bowel disease, premature birth, and even dementia. Oh, and I'll also say Alzheimer's can directly be correlated and connected to poor oral health. Whoa. Blew my mind. Yeah. All from your mouth. Listen,
0: I don't know if that would work if I brought it up to my four-year-old, you know, to say, listen, you better brush your teeth for at least two yeah. minutes or you'll suffer from Alzheimer's in 60 no. years. Uh, you know what I mean? It, 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 that doesn't work. But man, to somebody my age now.
1: Wow. That's right. That's right. Yeah. For the younger ones, I tend to mention that, you know, your teeth are pretty handy to have like for the rest of your life. So you can talk about grandparents and how they still have the teeth in their head. And it's really important to brush your teeth too. Mm, sometimes you can get away with it. Sometimes yeah. not. Right. Yeah. Can you believe that microbes in the mouth get absorbed like right there? And then they go up into your brain and can cause inflammation. No one needs inflammation in the brain. We also know that the risk of heart attack is higher. If you have gum disease and Your weight issues that you can't quite get a handle on and you feel like you've tried everything, well, your weight and your metabolism, they can be also related to what's going on in your mouth. I often tell my clients that their stomach does not have teeth, that digestion begins in the mouth, but I'm not always sure that they totally get it. Teeth, well, they seem to be the obvious headliner of the mouth. And sure, they have an important purpose that includes speech. Along with your lips and your tongue, right? Have you ever seen someone speak without any teeth? I it's have. It's a little tricky. Yeah, it's tricky. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 they sound a little different.
0: We used to sit at the dinner table, and Dad had wooden teeth because they had him knocked out when he was uh, extremely young, and back then dentures were wooden. Uh, and yeah, he used to spit them out over uh, over meals when I had friends over. <laughs>
1: Funniest, great thing party. Funny,
0: funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs>
1: great, par- great party tick. Were you mortified or you all laughed along? Well, I mean, mortified at
0: first, but man, it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get you off track, but the minute you talked about somebody speaking without teeth, <laughs> bam, dad popped into my head.
1: Well, so. why wouldn't he? Oh my gosh. Oh, why wouldn't he? Anybody that has their teeth, like, let me just put my teeth back in like you know that's a bit of a british saying for i'm not i can't speak right like i probably i've said that right when i'm when i'm talking (laughs) let me just put my teeth back in because because it's so bloody true but seriously sitting at the table and be like just let me take my teeth out and get stuck in them he he would
0: usually just left them sitting in his mashed potatoes and and pretend as if nothing was wrong as if nothing was wrong and what did your friends say they were mortified absolutely mortified (laughs) I had I had one friend who literally looked at the teeth went nope got up and walked out of the house seriously
1: Yep. went home
0: down back down the street I'm like well thanks a lot dad Just, nope. That's it. I'm not. No, I'm not. We're not talking about the teeth in the food. Nope.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that was the best ab workout I've had all day. That's insane. It is a little.
0: It is a little yeah. Considering considering, my father was the quietest man on earth. That's what, that's, and they were
1: wooden. Yeah. And they were wooden too. Wooden <laughs> teeth. <sighs> yep. How long did he have these false teeth uh, for? If he, they were wooden, did he never upgrade? Yeah,
0: he never upgraded. Never went back to the dentist to get him upgraded. Dentist tried to get him to do it constantly uh, when he was okay, young. okay. When he was young, but when he got to a certain age, he stopped going because he didn't have to anymore because he didn't have real teeth. So he didn't go to the dentist since he was 22 or 23 years old. That's that. He hadn't been to the dentist for my entire lifetime. I never saw my father go to the dentist ever. Wow. Yeah. Yep, because he didn't need to. He wow! Had, he had fake teeth,
1: fake yeah. wooden teeth yeah. that came out at the table. <laughs> what? The, <laughs> I don't even know
0: why we got on this. I'm so sorry. That's such a
1: such a <laughs> me the, thing. That
0: is the best story ever. <laughs> you're, you're talking about Alzheimer's and brain disease. And I've got wooden teeth and a pile of mashed potatoes. I tell you, it tells you where our education stopped, right? Like everyone knows who, 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 who paid attention in class and who got sent to the principal's office, right? Everyone gets it? Good. Pretty much. Pretty much.
1: Oh, i have to take a deep breath here because my abs are on fire after laughing so much. Oh, my God. Thank you for everything that you bring to this podcast. That's, that's <laughs> tremendous. Honestly, so important.
0: Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley.
1: (gasps) I needed that laugh. Okay. Then there's the interrelation. What were you talking about before? <laughs> How did we get on to that? <laughs> I think house. I was talking about, no, I was talking about your teeth. Speaking, that right. was it. Right. I was talking about speaking without teeth. Right. Have you ever heard anyone? There we go. Okay, we're back on track. Then there's the interrelation of your saliva, the first digestive enzyme that your meal comes into contact with it's essential for you to be able to digest and absorb the nutrients. Like, let's just call that the start line. Your mouth has a particular pH level that's around 6.7 to 7.6. It'll drop down into the acidic realm. Anything really under 7 is acidic whenever you eat or you drink. For instance, a can of pop, it has an acidic level of about 3 So that's not only where a lot of the issues can come from because it drops it so much, but also obviously the sugar that's in it too. Salivary, Emily's. Now I'm going to, every time I do that, I'm going to think about putting my teeth in, which is going to take me to think about your dad. (laughs) There we go. So I'm going to have to collect myself because I'm going to go down that journey. Okay. Salivary amylase is that watery liquid that's in your mouth. And as soon as it touches the food that's getting torn up and mashed up and chewed by your teeth, well, that's the digestion. It's begun. If you happen to be someone who inhales their meal and chews just enough so that you're not swallowing that full bite of pizza, burger, pasta, or steak, I do see Chris's hand in my Zoom zoom screen. All at the same time is good too. Well, I'm sorry to say, my friend, your stomach has a hell of a job to break down what you've just swallowed and then liberate the important vitamins and minerals, which are a large part of why we're eating in the first place. Right. And, you know, let's just talk about taste for a second. If you inhale (laughs) everything, you don't even get to taste it.
0: (laughs) I met a guy who was a professional eater. One of those guys who eats things extremely fast, oh, like a hot dog, like, you know, yes. the, the, the Coney yes. Island hot dog uh, thing. Two,
1: right? two slight chomps and it's down the hatch.
0: Oh, yeah. And this guy would eat anything, anything from massive uh, chicken wing or chicken fingers to oh. steak to whatever. And he would literally Seriously? swallow it whole. And I, so, oh. we, I, of course, I asked him, I said, well, how does that how does that affect your digestion? Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, does your body break all of that down? Do no. you, you need you need backup? a
1: handful of an a handful of digestive enzymes? Oh,
0: and he says and it really doesn't digest properly, which I mean we I won't go well, I won't tell you exactly what he said because this is a family okay. show. Um <laughs> but it was uh yeah, he says it just trust me, certain things don't digest unless you I chew bet. them. Unless you chew yeah. them, you got chew. No. As you say, no, it I I mouth. remember.
1: Yeah, yep. it all starts in the mouth. I can remember my daughter when she was probably about a year of age. We went, we were in England yeah. and uh, she would eat raisins. She, you know, she was probably maybe closer to two or a year and a half, something like that. Like enough that she could chew, sure. you know, even just with her gums, because they're actually very strong, the gums. And uh, and there was, i had put a few raisins out. And then my dad thought, oh, she loves those. So off he went and got her a whole bunch more raisins and more raisins and more raisins. <laughs> You can imagine what the next diaper was. Yes. <laughs> I can. A diaper of slightly rehydrated uh. raisins. Full. <laughs> oh, that was it. Just raisins in the diaper. Uh, it'd be
0: like a nerf gun coming out the
1: other end. That's wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no. My God. You're on fire today, my friend. <laughs> I'm gonna share some of the key aspects of your mouth that I think you need to be aware of and encourage you to ask a whole lot more questions as you sit in your dentist chair, ready to have your teeth scraped, drilled or filled, or maybe even pulled. First is, is that each one of your teeth lines up with an energy channel called a meridian. You may have heard of that if you've had acupuncture or maybe some traditional Chinese medicine type, type thing. And each tooth in your mouth has a relation or relates to an organ or a system in your body. So when an organ or a system becomes diseased or infected, the associated tooth in your mouth can likely express some type of symptom as well but then we also have the reverse that can happen. If you have some sort of dental work done, like a root canal, some sort of extraction or something like that, maybe you've got a cracked or infected tooth, a dead tooth or a tooth that's like in the way that maybe you have to have pulled. Or how about if you've ever had your wisdom teeth out? Well, all of that that happens in your mouth then affects the rest of your body. So for instance, your wisdom teeth are related to your heart and your small intestines. I have a story that I remember from a client years and years and years ago. She was in Germany and she had her wisdom teeth pulled. She instantly just complete. I mean, she was awake. She must have been awake. She instantly had uh, a small heart attack.
0: In the dentist chair?
1: In wherever she was having the surgery. Sometimes they knock you out or sometimes they keep you awake, right? It's all a little bit different. Wow. But she said she instantly had a small heart attack. And I remember thinking at the time, like, what on earth were they giving you? And then fast forward to when I saw the first chart of your teeth, And what it correlates to, I'll share a chart on leannephillipson.com in the the show notes because it is fascinating to see. And I thought, aha, that's what happened to her. She was that sensitive. That's my take on it, right? If you told that to a dentist, they'd look at you and just say you're crazy. But You know, there's a lot of these charts out there. There's a lot of dentists that are aware of this. There's a lot of functional medicine docs that absolutely know about this. And when I've had different tests done of myself, sometimes my teeth will light up, which then also correlates to something in my body. So there was a particular area, I don't remember where it was, that lit up on a thermography test that I had once. And it was at the same time that I had a breast lump. And what happened in my mouth was the breast area. Freaky, eh?
0: Uh, Yeah, that is a little freaky, actually. I mean, it's it, is. It, it it doesn't surprise me because no. the, the human body is still the most fascinating thing, I think, on this planet. Of course. Uh, the yep. human brain in particular, but the human body is so in, intricately wired.
1: And there's even a link between each tooth and your emotions, like oh, anger. Oh, no. But apparently your fir- front two teeth are yeah. to do with anger
0: well, if somebody if if I've got a toothache, then yeah, it's annoying, and I'm probably angry about it, but i don't I don't see the correlation yeah. with the front teeth and the anger how does...
1: so so i would I would think that if you feel sort of emotionally in a particular way, maybe depressed, maybe anxious, that might be a time to then go and check and see if there's something going on in your mouth huh. and and we we really don't know what is happening sort of under the gums behind the scenes a lot of the time so there's just there's a lot to this which is really why I wanted to do an episode on all about your mouth because you kind of think well this is not very exciting or you know oral health this is not very sexy so I just thought you know what there has to be a way to to help you guys understand the importance of your mouth. So when you want to look into this a little bit more, like I said, I'll share share the chart and you might just find that your teeth are going to tell you a really interesting story about your body. So there are typical issues like gum disease, right? That can show as blood on your toothbrush, (laughs) your gums might look a little more red or just sort of like a brighter pink, for instance well that can be linked with heart attack and cardiovascular d- disease and that's all because of this potential infection that's in your gums it's no surprising that gum disease or or periodontal disease which is the more you know medical word for it can be supported by taking a good level of vitamin C every single day. We've talked about this on previous podcast episodes. And when I say taking a good level every day, every single day, it's like in the realm of 2000 milligrams per day, at least that's like the minimum that I recommend for most of my clients to take. And then maybe even double that having 2000 in the morning, 2000 at nighttime. Numerous studies have shown the positive effects of vitamin C and minimizing plaque buildup in your arteries, because that's what can cause heart attack. Vitamin C, well, that helps to heal all the cells in your body, but particularly in your arteries, which is where cholesterol is laid down like a Band-Aid to protect the damage that's in your arteries. Then there's things like sores in your mouth, like those ulcers and those canker sores. In episode 37, I talked about the effect of gluten and wheat sensitivity and these little bumps in your mouth that then just seem to like open up and then take forever to heal. It's also a lack of vitamin A too. Now, those with weak enamel on their teeth who've had to have a lot of dental work done, well, that situation can be from undiagnosed celiac disease, if you can believe it. That, of course, is an issue with gluten. So, Anyone that then ends up thinking, oh, I didn't know that there was that correlation, changing that situation up can have just life-changing effects from a, a health standpoint, your mouth, and everything that's going on. Then there's some more serious issues like low-grade infections. They're all, it's also known as a stealth pathogen that are hard to detect because you don't end up with like a fever. Like you would when you get sick, like when you have an infection of some description of virus or a bacteria, you kind of you feel like crap, right? You don't feel good. You get a bit of a headache. You might have a bit of a fever. Those kind of things. Any kind of low grade infection is not really enough to like get the immune system working in super high gear, but it's just there enough to kind of like be just pulling the the immune system down. It's actually, some people call it like a silent infection, where you know you can't see these issues you might have your doctors or your dentist might do an x-ray and say no everything looks fine you've just had a root canal it may feel a little, little off or funny or little things like that can happen and then they double check and I've heard this story many times I've had all sorts of things presented to me at different uh different conferences that I've been been to about oral health and the things that can happen with the teeth and very very often root canals have just trapped some sort of silent infection in there and depending on what meridian that tooth is on then all of a sudden you find a correlation and then you've got to figure it out. This situation it can go totally undetected and yet wreak havoc on all sorts of areas of the body that you would never have thought about. So not only from the particular tooth on the meridian, but again, like I said, that system, that organ, like dementia, as I said off the top, if someone's immune system can't fight off or contain this bacteria or virus, it can get up to the brain. So it's not surprising that Alzheimer's and dementia have been so much more a part of this conversation, of course, depending on who you're talking to, but there's definitely a correlation there. Along with a bad bacteria that's present uh, that can't be glossed over is the healthy microbiome that's in your mouth. There's about a 45 percent consistency between the bacteria that's in your mouth and the bacteria that's in your digestive tract. Oh cool, gosh. right.
0: Well, I mean, okay. it, you, I know you, you think I'm going
1: to cool. geek out. I'm going to geek out on that one. OK, so how about this stat? Let's see where this takes you, Chris. Okay. You will swallow about 10 billion bacteria a day.
0: Is that is that a lot? <laughs> Ten,
1: I mean, 10 billion. 10 billion and, is a big number. And,
0: but in the world of yep.
1: bacteria,
0: I don't know if it's a big number. Is that a big number?
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like a good level of a probiotic. Like I wouldn't suggest anybody take a minimum of 25 billion. Okay. Or or sorry, a minimum of 25 billion, maybe a bit more, but yeah. How how many, how many billion
0: would you get from a potted plant? Let's say it's a strange question. And the reason it's a strange question is because when I was, uh, when I was young, about a year old, uh, uh, mom used to, she used to have to hang her plants in hanging planters because my favorite pastime was to walk around the house, kick over the plants, sit down and have a meal. And so I, so I consumed an awful lot of dirt.
1: <laughs> is that, is that not called pica? Pica. Yeah.
0: <laughs> there's a, where word, you, where you eat, word. where you eat
1: dirt, where you eat dirt. Okay. Next podcast episode for Chris Pika. I think that's it. <laughs> yeah. There, there's a diagnosis for it.
0: I, I think it's a deficiency. Meaning that I needed my body needed the dirt, so I went and got some. Something like that. At a year and a half, at eighteen months, I went. At you know a year what? and a half, I'm, I'm 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 missing a little calcium, a little low on the magnesium, and a whole lot of dirt. So
1: could, uh, could be iron. <laughs> could be iron. Here we go. Absolute, you ready?
0: No, oh no. Pica,
1: pica is a compulsive eating disorder in uh-huh. which people eat non-food items. Dirt clay and flaking paint are the most common items eaten less common include glue hair cigarettes ash and feces thank god you didn't go there this this disorder is more common in children affecting 10 to 30 percent of young children age one to six huh
0: well how about that well just from now on just call me pika
1: Mm -hmm. that'll be be my nickname in some, in some, here we go. In some cases, a deficiency of iron or zinc or another nutrient may be associated with pica. I was right. So anemia, usually from iron deficiency, but uh, there may be an underlying cause of pica in pregnant women.
0: Man, I don't know whether to be impressed or weirded out at the fact that you knew what pica is—that it just yep. popped into your head the minute I said I ate dirt. Isn't that interesting?
1: It's a, it's an unusual one, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, like knowing that you eat dirt and you saying that you knocked it over. I don't. It was eat very it. purposeful. I don't. And eat you now, ate it.
0: But I don't eat it now. Oh, that's fine. It no, was a, it was a phase, right?
1: It was well, like... well, I, I guess you needed the iron back then. However, I will say that the challenge to your microbiome <laughs> of all that bad bacteria from the soil is, I think, put you in good stead. Huh. You set your microbiome up for a lot of challenge, first thing. And seeing as you're still here with us, it didn't lose the battle. If there is one thing I
0: am, Leanne, it's challenged. I won't, I won't argue with you there. Well, that
1: special?
0: <laughs> but I, I digress. You talked about we swallow
1: 10. 10 billion bacteria per day. Wow. And some of those bacteria, when you swallow them, can actually cause inflammation all over your body. So that's really where that high number, we don't really want it to be up that high, but the good microbiome is what really needs to deal with it. So we've got that we've got that balance going on. So how can this show up in your body? Well, it can give you joint pain. It can give you inflammation in your heart or heart disease, as, as I've already said, but then also it can get up to your brain. As with the gut, Having more good bacteria in your mouth is key because it's tied to your immune system's ability to fight off certain types of bacteria. Remember that inflammation in your body is a response that's trying to capture something that it knows is not good or potentially harmful. So for instance, when you cut yourself, You get a little bit of a sore there, right, too, depending on how big it is. That's the inflammation that happens at the cut site, and it's swelling to try and trap potential bacteria, so it's not just like, you know, an open highway saying, come on in, guys. No, it's trying to hold it there. It's the most natural defense mechanism that we have. Everyone's ability to deal with bacteria can be completely different. Hence, one person ending up having a heart attack from a root canal gone bad, and then someone else who has a root canal gone bad, and they're totally fine. They do not have the same outcome. All right, let's move on to halitosis. Well, no? Who came up with that name? Because it's just <laughs> probably as bad as the bad breath that comes with it. yeah, And other- of course you have to say halitosis. <laughs> That's true, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. Breath. I mean, it can smell bad, but then it can smell really bad. And in case you'd never noticed, wherever there is a smell, maybe like you have to use air freshener in the bathroom or your garbage smells or whatever. You know that there's bad bacteria around. So you've got bad if you've got bad breath, if you've got that wicked morning breath where you just think, Oh any time of day. You know, it can happen any time of day. That morning breath tends to be quite choice, I would say. It can be from a buildup of bad bacteria in your mouth and even what's called anaerobic bacteria. And that's not good either.
0: Wait, wait, there's a, a bit more aerobic bacteria. Does that mean that's bacteria that's in really good shape?
1: <laughs> yeah, something like that. So anaerobic bacteria, sorry. anaerobic. Anaerobic, sorry. <laughs> it's not the aerobic bacteria that's got, you know, put on its um what is it? Uh, what what was her name? Jane Fonda's. Yeah. Jane Fonda, you know, workout gear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that I can still see it in my mind, like Richard Simmons and all of those people, right? My mom, my mom used to love Richard Simmons. That guy was a nut. Oh he
0: was, but man, he was. Oh, he he was
1: the best. He had a
0: what a spirit on that guy, though, right? Like you know, I mean, in the end, if you could just bottle the spirit and and spritz it on, like cologne. You know, it was was such a positive guy. So, I mean,
1: bouncy, (laughs) wasn't he? It was just like, he just bounced. uh, I can still remember this. This was, you know, when I was a kid. Yeah. Me and my, me and my 50 years now. There we go. Showing that off already (laughs) from last week. (laughs) All right. So there's more science. So I'm just going to try and keep this simple. Bad breath. Well, that can come from obviously the bacteria, but also a dry mouth that can happen when you breathe through your mouth. When you do a lot of talking, like I do on the podcast, (laughs) maybe if you're a snorer. So overnight, you're breathing through your mouth. There's a lot of mouth breathers out there and it really affects your oral health and also leads to a lack of saliva and that really can contribute to that nasty, horrible breath. Sure, there are foods like onions and garlic that are smelly already because of their own sulfur compounds, but then there's also the refined and processed foods, you know, carbohydrates, anything in a package, anything sweet, crackers, pretzels, you know, anything that's kind of white. Well, that acts as food for the bad bacteria. It actually feeds them. You're not only feeding your belly, but you're also feeding that bad bacteria in your mouth and your gut. Protein-rich foods like dairy and meat and fish, well, they also feed the bacteria in your mouth and not so much in a good way. Hence, it's why it's important to brush your teeth after a meal. Coffee and juice, they make your breath worse because they're so acidic. Remember, I talked about the pH of where our mouth should be. So it's really down there, probably close to the pop. And that completely changes the environment in your mouth. And that's where the bacteria they love to breed. A quick mention about those mercury or silver fillings that you have in your mouth. Now, the FDA released a warning on September in 2020 that said mercury fillings were no longer acceptable for pregnant women, for babies, children, and I guess growing kids, generally speaking, which is a very good move forward. I will absolutely say that. But what about the rest of us? (laughs) There is no safe level of mercury. Zip, nada, just none at all. Mercury is a known neurotoxin and some people are better at detoxifying mercury out of their body and other people, well, you know, through genetics, they turn into a mad hatter. Wasn't that like Alice in Wonderland? What happened with that poor guy? If you have them, please look into them. Find someone maybe if you think that it's time to get them out for whatever reason because at a point a lot of people find that I've tried this, I've done that, I've taken the supplements, I've changed my diet and I've still got whatever it's very possible that it could could come down to too much mercury. There was a point at which I had one silver filling and there was a point at which it had really broken down quite a lot so my dentist said it's got to come out because otherwise the whole thing is going to fall out. So I had to have it removed. He put the block in. We had this whole procedure because I see a holistic dentist. And it did. The mercury did actually show up on some hair analysis that I had had done and other tests like the thermography that I've done with Dr. Brockenshire before Any amount of mercury is not good, but as you have a replacement filling put in, as you get rid of anything like that, you really must then deal with the mercury that's stuck in all your tissues too please, please, please make sure you find the right person to help you with this. Now there's in the show notes as well, but I'll let you know that at iaomt.org, that's a place for you to go and find out more about this and a holistic dentist that can help you dig a little bit to see if whatever it is that you've got going on is from your mouth. Any information and details expressed during this podcast can be
0: found at SproutBright.com or leannephillipson.com.
1: So let's talk about what you can do and eat for good mouth health and body health and see what knock on effect that has to just everything that's going on. Now, this might seem a little obvious, but brushing your teeth is really important. An electric or sonic type toothbrush is actually best because it really does a a deeper job or a better job than, you know, just the typical back and forth. Now, my dentist will always say to floss, but I'm going to be honest and say I suck at it. I probably don't get, I probably, you know, once you go to the dentist and you come home with your little flossers, there's like, yay. Okay. I'm going to floss. And that might last a week if I'm really lucky. So yeah. Hand up. I suck at it.
0: Yeah. Me too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's not my favorite yeah. thing.
1: No, <sighs> no, just, just not, an, just not enough time. I've even bought those little, um, you know, the sort of like U shaped plastic things yep. with the floss across the top. Yep. Tried that too. No, still not good. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) All right. So next up, watch the toothpaste that you use. I was actually told by my dentist when my kids were younger, you don't even need toothpaste. Just use the brush because it'll move everything out of there. But 85% of toothpaste on the market contains sodium lauryl sulfate. So you got to read the label of this stuff because you're sticking it in your mouth too. What is that? What's
0: sodium lauryl sulfate?
1: It's actually the stuff that makes the bubbles. Oh,
0: that's what's causing the foam.
1: And it's a, and it's a, it's, it can cause inflammation, dry mouth, gum irritation, canker sores, and it's not going to help your saliva production at all. But it's a very typical thing because when you have bubbles and when you have suds, you tend to think, oh, it's clean. Yeah,
0: see, that's why most of my children put half the tube of toothpaste on their brush every time, right? I mean, you only need. they like
1: foaming at the mouth. Yeah,
0: you only need it the tiniest bit, but most people don't think that way, right? Because we see it on the commercials where they load up that toothpaste.
1: Oh, oh yeah. That little S-shape yeah. of all the stripes you and everything like that. You don't that
0: much. Nope. You don't. No, it's not the, at all. It's the same with shampoos. It's the same with soaps. It's all of it. Most of us think that we have to cake ourselves in order to be yep. clean.
1: Yeah. Now, I use a toothpaste that contains xylitol, not xylophone, xylitol. And I also have some mints and some gum that has that same ingredient. Now, Xylitol is a natural sweetener and actually makes the bacteria in your mouth like sluggish, like, you know, Sunday afternoon, don't want to do anything, just hanging out on the couch kind of thing. Now, my youngest daughter had a lot of issues uh, when she was younger with her teeth and cavities and fillings and things like that. And she had to chew gum. She loved it because she got to take this gum to school. And after lunchtime, she had to chew the xylitol gum that we got from the dentist to help her mouth. Now, her body is very acidic. We've talked a little bit about this before. So that means that her body is trying to balance out Her system and probably pulling calcium not only out of her teeth but she's also broken a bunch of bones so it's she certainly fits that model but we were just trying to deal with what was going on in the mouth at the time so she loved it because she got her special gum that was stupid expensive but it actually did help now I've heard from a lot of colleagues that Therabreath it's a mouth rinse a mouthwash and toothpaste. They're recommended by colleagues. Now, I haven't looked at the label to see what it is, but I just thought I'd mention it because it's something that I've heard of before that's pretty easy to get. There's also Sensodyne toothpaste, I believe, does not have any sodium lauryl sulfate either. Now, here's another one, a little more out of left field. You might've heard of this before. What I've done is oil pulling. Have you ever heard of that before?
0: No, never. No. Oil pulling.
1: Now, what this is, is using, you can use any oil, but a lot of people use coconut oil. Now, I mixed mine with a bit of peppermint oil because I do like that little fresh, minty taste. And what the, the benefit of oil pulling is that it can trap bad bacteria, and which, as I've talked about, pretty much everything has something to do with bad bacteria. Once it's trapped and you can get it out of your mouth, that is a good thing. Now, coconut oil itself, it's an antioxidant which is incredible. It has anti-inflammatory powers. There's something in it called lauric acid, which helps to kill bacteria related to bad breath and tooth decay. If you've been trying to mask your bad breath with mouthwash, please know that it tends to kill all bacteria, good and bad, and then it dries out your mouth, which again can contribute to bad breath and help those bacteria breed. When you've got the saliva in your mouth, when your mouth feels moist, it's much better. Coconut oil, well, that removes the bad bacteria. It actually traps it and keeps the good bacteria. So it supports your saliva and keeps your mouth fresh. Okay, so how do you actually do oil pulling? Well, you take about one teaspoon of coconut oil and you put it in your mouth. And if you've ever worked with coconut oil, you know that once it gets warm, it goes from a solid to a liquid. So it's just gonna melt. And then you swish it around your mouth, just like it's mouthwash, for 20 minutes. Wow. Yep. that's
0: That's a lot of swishing,
1: Leanne. That's a lot of swishing. Now, it's a good one to do, I suggest, as you head into the bathroom. While you're in the shower, you can swish. While you're washing your hair, you can swish. You get out of the out of the shower, dry yourself off, swish, swish, swish. Maybe if you got to dry your hair, maybe if you've got to have a shave, whatever it is that you've got to do, if you've got 20 minutes to swish, then go for it. Now, I recognize that 20 minutes, it's, you know, it's not an easy time to find to be able to do something like this, not talk, not do anything other than keep on swishing. You don't have to do this every day. You can maybe try it maybe once a week to start off with, maybe once every other week. I do know people that do this maybe every day, not me. I might do it about once a week. And I do think that it makes a difference. After this 20 minutes of all of this swishing, you actually need to spit the oil out into a bin, into the garbage. Do not put it down the sink. It is full of terrible bacteria that you've just captured into it and also because it's coconut oil if that's what you're using it'll go solid as it goes down the drain. Now once I've spit out my coconut oil wrapped in bacteria or the bacteria wrapped in coconut oil whichever way around you want to look at it I rinse my mouth out with a little bit of salt water and spit that into the garbage too. Really it's just so toxic we just got to get it out. Then I brush my teeth and that's it away I go. That is oil pulling. Well, that's fascinating information. All right, another obvious one is to limit sugar or even just avoid it altogether. Processed food, well, that's got to go too. How many times have I said that? You know, is a theme going on here. Eat more colorful fruits and vegetables because those antioxidants are what protect all the cells. So hey, superfoods coming on over onto my plate, coming over into my bowl. It is so important for your oral health and your teeth vitamin K, vitamin D. Well, of course, I'm going to talk about my vitamin D3K2 from my Take This line. It's a liposome spray for maximum absorption. Well, that keeps your jawbone strong, right? You can think about your arm bone, your, your toes, your legs, like whatever, but hey, your face is one big bone. Your head, your skull is one big bone. So when you keep that really strong, because as any bone. It's also susceptible to osteoporosis just as any other bone in your body. So it's going to hold your teeth in place. And like I said about when you talk to kids, teeth are really important to be in your mouth for as long as possible. Hopefully as long as you live. Now I also want you to eat more fiber because that's good for further down in the digestive tube your gut. And of course, take a probiotic because that is as there's 45% of the same bacteria in your mouth as is in your belly. Well, you got to have both going on there. So the more good stuff you have in your belly, possibly the more you might have in your mouth. Haven't come across a study that says that just yet. So I'm not going to absolutely say that's going to happen, but it makes sense to me. I can't emphasize enough to pay attention to what's going on when you go to the dentist. Now, you typically go, you hop up in the chair, you have your chat, you do all your things. Now, I remember that my sister, this is how important your oral health is to your heart. My sister has something like, a, not a hole. there's some sort of arrhythmia or something with her heart that was picked up, I'm going to say like mid to late teens. From then on, every single time she goes to the dentist, she has to take antibiotics before she sits in the chair. She is more susceptible to the bacteria, the billions of bad bacteria in your gut affecting your heart. Is that a rare thing? Is that a no,
0: it's not a rare thing. It's just something that and and they diagnosed it. How do you remember how that she was diagnosed? They
1: they diagnosed the heart. I don't remember. Okay. Uh, we were we were much younger. I'm not really sure where the, it came from, but it came up at some point where, the
0: correlation with the dentist and the and the heart. Where, where did that come from? The doctor.
1: As <sighs> soon as they found whatever it was in the heart, they said every time you go to the dentist, especially if you have a filling or you're going to have a tooth pulled, take antibiotics. So yeah. that not only then knocked out her whole microbiome.
0: Yeah. And how long did she have to have the anti- take the antibiotics before she went to the dentist, like a week before?
1: I think a few days before yeah. and then following after. So it had to be inter prophylactically. Prophylactically. So like a no, actually, it was just after. It was after. Oh, it was right. right? After. Just as if she had it. Just as if she had an infection. An infection, yeah. huh? Funny, right? <laughs> well, not not funny, but <laughs> no, it correlates.
0: Not funny, but yeah, as you say, there's a correlation there, and it it not a cor. How we ever figured that out is is beyond me. But I mean, that's why mm. I'm not a doctor, and why yep. you know I'm a sidekick on a podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, if you see blood when you're brushing your teeth, get out that vitamin C stat. My Alka C, well, that's also got minerals like zinc and magnesium in it, and it helps your cardiovascular system and your immune system too. Now, just in case you didn't haven't heard that one before, that's also from my Take This by Leanne uh, supplement line. Feeling like you gotta go brush your teeth now? Well, I actually brushed my teeth before I came in to my closet to record this, so I'm good to go. I hate that filmy and furry feeling that I get in my mouth. So quite often, if I've eaten something sweet because I don't tend to eat much sugar, I gotta go whip out my toothbrush because that feeling is just oh! I think I'm just so used to feeling cleaner on my teeth when I get that fur and that film on it. I'm just so sensitive to it now.
0: Like you've been sucking on cotton balls all night, huh? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Something. So yeah, pretty much. Something oh, like that.
0: Change the subject. Change the subject. Now that I've brought Furry that, teeth. now that I've brought that up, I now I'm getting a little a pain in my own mouth just <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> you yeah, know, I have a weird correlation, actually. It's a weird connection. When when um if I'm if I it's gonna sound really weird. That's uh, not the weirdest thing I've said on this podcast. Oh, uh, I, when I wear heavy sweaters. Yes. Right. And they, and they tickle my nipple. Yeah. I feel it in my teeth. Whoa. Weird.
1: how, oh. b- how about that? For a okay. Correlation? No, no, Notice which Kate, oh, no, no, notice to which tooth. Notice which tooth? Oh no, I never even thought.
0: I never even thought. but I can feel it in my teeth. Next time I'll 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 make note of which tooth it is. And then you can look on your meridian chart. And you can tell me what the correlation is.
1: And let's see if it's the breast tooth. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay, listeners, you're gonna have to come back and we're gonna have to we're we're gonna have to follow up with when Chris wears a heavy sweater. We're still in spring, so he still can pull it off. We gotta do this. We gotta figure out if it's that tooth. Oh my God, this is gonna be so cool. Yeah, for about
0: five seconds, and then we'll move on because. that's so weird
1: (laughs) it is isn't it but there you go see this is how my mind goes right that's why i come up with all this crazy stuff on this podcast that's the the first thing i just want to prove it right yeah that's
0: the funny part about this whole thing is they can't see how lit up your face is right now with like oh an experiment oh it's gonna be so much fun (laughs) (laughs) let's figure out why chris's nipple is attached to his tooth that's neat
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right? Right? I'm really fun to take to a party. <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. There you have it. What happens in your mouth affects your overall health. From not only the nutrients that you get out of your food by chewing it, but also how the bacteria in your mouth can really affect everything. So if you can find a holistic dentist, if maybe this has intrigued you and you think, huh, there are dentists out there that know all this stuff that you're talking about. Yes, there are. Check out the show notes on leannephillipson.com because I've got some great stuff in there for you as well as that link to maybe help you find someone near you. And please subscribe and share this far, far and wide. People need to know more about this stuff so that they can take their health into their own hands and start asking the right questions that actually really can make a huge difference. I believe the more that you know, the more that you can do. So thanks so much for being on this ride because you know how many giggles we love to have. Thank you for your ratings, your stars, your comments. And of course, thank you to Chris for all of your incredible input that makes me laugh till my belly hurts and my cheeks hurt too and of course all that you do to produce this podcast you're such a genius oh and of course please remember to eat this one mouthful at a time